0: Get it all from the network made for streaming. The Xfinity 10G Network. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. And like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. One thing I will never forget was coming back to my little girl. The first thing she said, she goes, Mama, you need to say sorry to Dodo. That's right. But then after she gave me the biggest hug and she goes, You're the greatest superhero ever. Oh, the Bellas are getting back and we have a podcast. Part of that success is being open books. I think it would be amazing to do a comeback. It's so good though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is so good. Like I want to do this all the time now. And now coming to the mic, Nikki and Bree Bella. This is the Bellas Podcast. Hello, everyone. So Nikki and I just popped open some champagne because we are celebrating. So we decided to open up our favorite. We've had it on here before, our Domain Caneros Ultra Brute. I have to say, Nikki, here's a toast to us, to the whole Bella Army, WWE Universe, to all the women in the Royal Rumble who kicked ass this past weekend. And sister, here's to us. Woo! Woo! We did it. Yes, we did. I came back home on the biggest high. Like oh I gosh. literally had so much fun. I had so much fun. So I say for everyone, we have to start from the beginning. The moment that we packed our bags and we went on our journey to St. Louis, Missouri. First of all, I thought it was so cute that Birdie begged you. To come to the Royal Rumble. I mean, you guys, she begged because I wasn't going to do it because we were really in and out. And it is, it's really stressful at these big pay per views when you're putting stuff together and you're getting ready. And I just was kind of like in my heart, like, it'll just be tough having her. Right. But when your daughter begs to come see you wrestle live, I'm like, I might not ever get this moment again. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to lose that. And Brian was the one who really tried to push it. He's like, Brie, listen, like, you, this is going to be something you and Birdie will always have. And let me tell you, at four and a half, she will remember. And so Birdie packed her bag, made sure her red tutu dress was in there, which I love.
1: Her I dinosaur mean,
0: shoes. I love the fact that she picked out her whole outfit and that she wanted you to put on her red tutu dress, Birdie mode. Yeah, she wanted to. So you guys, I had to overnight Amazon little um, uh, iron on letters, yeah. but then- of course, I forgot that you needed something to put over. So there's a couple oh little gosh. stain marks on her dress because I just I used an iron. Yeah, but I got it on there. So she wants birdie mode. Birdie mode is on there, but I think bird was packed before I was. Oh, I mean, and actually, she definitely was. You know, I forgot her dinosaur backpack. That was a big deal when we got to the oh, airport. Oh, really? Because I left it in her room instead of putting it with my stuff. And ugh. well, what I thought was so cute is so you know when. You live in Napa Valley. You have to drive all the way to San Francisco to catch a flight. Bree and I and Bertie, we drive to San Francisco. And right as we're pulling up to the airport, Bertie's like, okay, can we see the hotel now? Like she thought that was the trip. Brie's like, oh, no, 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 no. We still got two flights and a layover. And she was like, what? But what a trooper. I mean, it wasn't easy to get there. And then we land and it was 19 degrees, I think. Oh, no, no. When we landed, it was um, 12 or no, 12. 12. So freezing, but it was cute because Birdie, Brie and I all shared a room. Birdie wanted us to have slumber parties. So I stayed in Bree's room with them and Birdie was just so cute and excited. We were also very excited, nervous and excited. Brie and I, when we got in Thursday night, we were laying out all of our clothes and I brought like a suitcase filled with all these shorts off Amazon because so Brie and I, we get our gear made, right? And my shorts came in crazy tiny. I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot wear these. Um, and for some reason I'm not shocked, whatever. So I had to find similar shorts on Amazon and I got them all overnighted. And I'm just like, I can't believe I'm wearing $10 shorts for the rumble because my other ones were just too crazy tiny and mama can't rock that even though mine were still kind of tiny, but, um, That was a big stress for me because I just really wanted something made super nice and I had it. It was just too But also, and I told you this, you know, Nicole hasn't experienced yet going out in the ring post baby. And I said, you're going to be shocked because you're going to want to be the old you, but you have to realize that you're a mom now. So it's different. And no matter what, whether you're in amazing shape or you're not, it's different. Right. Well, okay. And so so you- You know, I think in your head, you're just like, no, 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 I'm going to be the old Nikki Bell. I'm wearing the exact same thing, which I get like you want to be. I did. I wanted to be vintage Nikki. That's why I wanted to rock the red jersey. And I wanted to have the socks and shoes. And that's what people wanted from me. And I, you know, that's who I've always been. I've always rocked my jersey and my kicks and my snapback, which is why I didn't want to fight with you on that, because I knew in your heart that's what you wanted. And so I wanted to support that. But in my head, I was kind of like, oh, but it's different when you go out there. I've been having a kid. You can be in the greatest shape, all these different things. It's just different. Well, okay. So we get to the Royal Rumble, right? We get to the stadium and- First of all, I think it's the first time I've had a spray tan in like three years. I still reek of spray tan. i have trying to scrub it off. Again. Nicole, it stained my PJs. I'm like, oh, did it? I forgot I, about this. But I will say it does make you look really good. Oh, it so, takes by. It is crazy off. what it does. It really does. And it makes you feel but a I little But I feel like shredded. it never translates on camera though. Well, camera always in adds person, weight. Well, but, and it also though, I feel like it takes away your tanner. I don't know why I feel that way. But no, anyways, I feel like it deletes no. the abs. I'm like, wait, I swear in person they look jacked. But anyways- So I did have a moment when I put on my outfit, I felt like I was almost dressing up as Nikki Ball, Like I was wearing a Halloween costume. Like I, I wasn't her. It was such a weird feeling. I don't, but you know what? It was that moment. And I felt insecure. And then throughout the day, all of the girls were pulling me aside and saying like, you look amazing. This is like your best shape. And you know, just going on and on. And then my confidence started building and I started oh to feel better. But it was hard in the beginning at first putting on my outfit. And it was the first time that I have put on my gears since I've had a baby. Right. So I think, you know, I you're right. You just, you are different. No matter even if I think you look similar, you're just... It's a different mindset, a different person. Having babies just brings up this whole different you. And you can't put that to the side in anything you do. You have to bring it with you and you just have to know how to own it and take it out, especially to a ring with you or whatever you do in your career or lives or at home. But I I know what you were feeling that day because it's what I felt the first time I did the Royal Rumble. And like even with our evolution run, and that's actually kind of was my motivation going into the Rumble this time is and actually why i wanted to have fire flames on my gear mm-hmm. is because literally this girl was on fire after how we ended evolution you know i just played like the alicia Keys song in my head I oh did play. you like, this girl is, girl is on fire, fire. That yeah. a girl but um for me evolution was a very hard run and it was because being a mom and leaving bird like that for the first time i i I thought I could just jump into it all. And emotionally, I wasn't there. Well, you and I both were struggling during that one. Yeah. I mean, mine from the breakup, you and I both went in there very mentally not there. Right. It was very hard for us. And we were filming the reality show, but and that was taking a lot of time, but it, you're right. And we were probably playing off each other's energy, but the evolution run was very hard. And then the fans were very awful to me. That was the last time I was in the ring. And I was not going to let that follow me anymore. So I was fired the F up. Girl, you came out like fire. And for one, you looked incredible. Thank you. You looked and everyone was tweeting it. I mean, I've told you it and everyone else did, but I mean, everyone else noticed it on top of it. Right. And I just wasn't going to let my moment be taken away from me. But also, like, I know why I'm where I'm at today. I know why our name has been strong in the wrestling business. and I just finally told myself, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit there and apologize to people. I'm not going to sit there and play down who I am. No, I'm going to actually let all you guys know that Bree's here. She's shown up and she's going to. Bree mode is activated. 100% and that she was. Right. Right. Well, and you know what? I told myself this, Nicole, you're going to go in and you're going to have fun. You're not going to get stressed and have anxiety, even though you will have some of that because you're a perfectionist and you love doing your best. But you're going to make it fun. And I feel like the moment on our layover on our way there when we saw Lita and I just had so much fun talking to Lita and like, I just love her so much. And then when we got there and seeing Summer Rae and seeing Barbie, Kelly, Kelly, and it was like, I had all these fun conversations. And then we were backstage and just, you know, having our total Divas reunion and hanging out with Trin and Tamina. Um, it's like, I never know. Do I, do I call people Naomi or like their real name, their stage name, whatever And just seeing Natty, Natty, you know, is one of our besties there and having my time with Natty and Michelle McCool and gosh, Oksana, I mean. To see Seville again. We hadn't seen her since 2014. And then it was like we never missed a beat. I felt when we were all sitting in the locker room, I was sitting Talking. there. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, I am like going back to yeah. the day. Like I it felt like Groundhog's Day. You guys, we had so much fun in the locker room and Charlotte and Sasha, and there's gonna be people I know I'm gonna miss, and even Shayna, and we just all sat there and had so much fun. We all laughed, and then afterwards we ate cookies and we had a well. Box. You smashed cookies. I brought the box of cookies because you know what? This is the one thing I brought I my hate. black licorice cheat after the ever, match. Does anyone ever like you? You're really strict, right? And then you finally get your cheat day. And has anyone ever had such a downer cheat day because your favorite foods aren't around? And you're like, ooh, this isn't even stuff I want to cheat on. So I came prepared. I went to Whole Foods before, and I was like, these are my favorite peanut butter cookies, and I never get them because it's never a cheat day when I'm at Whole Foods. And now I put them in my bag, I brought them to the arena, and then I smashed them after our match because I was like, I deserve this. And they tasted so good. So my lesson for me is like, be prep for cheat days because when you have stuff you want, it just tastes so much better. Oh, Brian and I prep. We're always really good. Yeah. But I will say that I definitely took notes of who I would love to work with in yeah. the future. I know we always say like, okay. it's too hard to go back because, you know, momhood is... First, and we're business women, and we're well, busy. Well, actually, you know, Bree. So your music hit. You went before me, right? You were yep. number nineteen. I was nineteen. Bree was number one nine, and I was number twenty four. Yes. At first, I was thought I was twenty three. Jordan, I was like excited. Realized I'm twenty four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you went out, and I was so nervous. And then you got a huge pop. The crowd was so excited to see you. Then you went in, you kicked butt, girl. You did so good. And that and, and that run. Like, you looked so good on your run. I was like, yeah, Bree. Well, and then. The yes chant. I wasn't oh expecting that, Oh my gosh, the yes chant. Everyone got chills in Gorilla. The camera pulled back and they just got this epic shot of you in the stadium and everyone doing it. But when it was I, weird. Everyone got really emotional when you were doing that. No, when I started to hear people say yes, because when I ran in and I I think I nailed Natalia and I nailed Michelle, no, I don't No, you know, went I was straight just- and nailed Michelle McCool. You gave her oh, such I a think good I working got, punch. It was I really good. Natty first, but then- No, I don't think you did. I did. She was my first. I did a was flying clothesline to her. Oh, you're right. The flying clothesline day, uh, yeah. But- I was actually I, um, really good. <laughs> I started to hear the fans chanting yes. Yeah, girl, always. And in my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with this. Yeah. And because I was going to go into my Brie knee but I'm like, no, I'm going to go with the yes chant because the one thing about my husband, I'll say, like, he has a huge presence. And when I hear the yes chant, I immediately think of him. Well, I He's, think that's what made people emotional, yeah, too. And it made me just... Feel him in that moment. So when I do the yes chant, I don't do it for myself or for anything. I do it because I feel my husband in that moment. And, you know, Aww. my husband to me is more than just Daniel Bryan, more than just Bryan Danielson. He's he's a soulmate. Yeah. And so feeling that energy of the crowd, it makes me get teary and emotional too when I do that because I it's like he's right next to me. But that's what I love about what we do is because we can blend those moments of real life and characters. That's the beauty of WWE real life and characters that come to life together. And that's the Yes chant. The Yes chant is the representation of Daniel Bryan that was at WWE Forever. But then also Daniel Bryan that married Brie Bella and had this whole iconic, beautiful love story on Total Divas and Total Bellas, but also that comes to the ring and is real. And the fans started chanting yes because it means something to them too. And if you didn't join in on that, then you're just killing the moment for them of why they paid a ticket and came. That's why I love the Rumble, and when we give them moments of the past, Ivory coming out and cutting the promo of what we all love and miss. And now someone who buys a ticket gets to experience what they didn't get experience 15, 20 years ago or even stuff from us, Team Bella. If you weren't in the crowd seven years ago, you wouldn't have experienced Team Bella. But now tonight, we're giving you that moment of Team Bella and then Hill Nikki takes it away. Yeah. You get lost in it. You get lost in the story and the imagination. And um, so when you went out, then I was like back there and I was like, oh, Were you shoot. getting super nervous? girl, you were giving me a lot to live up to. I was like, shoot. And you guys, it was crazy because I was like, I haven't done the booty shake in three years. And this was the thing is they really love when you just run to the ring But I was like, I am not, not going to give the fans the booty shake and tearing off my shirt. Girl, I thought the slow-mo cam was on you when I watched it. I was like, I'm going to take my time, but I'm not going to lie. I was like, my hand was kind of shaking. I was like nervous doing the booty shake. Like my nerves were hitting me really hard. And I remember thinking in my head as I'm doing the booty shake and I told myself, go slow. Like I always like will say things in my head like, "Mm -hmm." I do stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. cause it helps, you know, with the sex appeal also at the same time, I'm like, why am I so nervous? And then I like tore my shirt off and whoever the guy was that I nailed you in the face. Thank you. I loved it. And I meant to nail you in the face, but I like got someone so good with my shirt. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. And then I ran in. Cause then I saw Bianca Blair putting you up. You guys started to get into it. And I was like, that's who I'm going to get. I think I said something like that. Cause when I saw from afar, Bianca go to you, I was like, that's who I'm going to go yeah. in and get first. And I then fangirled hard because then I got to work with Bianca Blair for a second. And she's it's just amazing. incredible and so nice and gorgeous and insanely athletic. I don't think I've ever met anyone so athletic in my life. She blows my mind. Blows my mind. Her Charlotte Flair Naomi are just like this different level of athleticism. It, it's amazing. And I'm a huge have a massive girl crush on Rhea Ripley. She has something that you can't stop watching her on TV, right? Oh, I I always thought she's she going to be a gigantic yeah, star. star. Her power. and Bianca, they're going to be I mean, they're giant stars in the making. Like yeah. it's crazy. It's being at the Rumble, I was like WWE's such amazing hands with them and then the Four Horsewomen and Alexa Bliss. I mean, there's so many amazing women. I was looking around, I'm like they have so many amazing female superstars. Why aren't they using them more? Well, and I saw you keep looking at Carmella. Her and Zelina. I, and I love them And both. I saw you, yep, looking at Zelina too. And I was like, oh. Look well, at- uh, this is what I'll say. We went in there. And what I love, Brie, is you and I immediately turned into heels. We do. It's so crazy. You know why? Because when I go in, I wait to see how the crowd's going to react. And they did how they reacted with me and Bianca. I go, oh, heel Nikki's coming out. And I just went into heel mode and they kept reacting on it. And I was like, this is so fun. And I was having a blast when you and I threw up the L signs. I go, I'm having so much fun. I don't want to get out of the ring. And then when Rhonda came out, I loved it. It was so epic. And it took me back to main eventing evolution. And I was like, I don't want to leave. And I've always loved um, Nikki A.S.H., and so to have that moment with her, she's, she's hilarious. You know what? She's hilarious. And doesn't she have such amazing energy? Amazing energy. I want to be around her all the time. Yeah. And she's so good for W to be in. You know what? She's also good for the little girls. Um, Birdie turned me in for her. Oh, Birdie's, Birdie's obsessed, obsessed with obsessed her. Obsessed with her. Nikki is for the little girls. And I love it because you need to have that character. And she's so perfect for it. And just a beautiful inside and out. Like, I really like her. I went in there and then I, I came back. I felt good. I was like, you know what, Nikki, you still got it. Bree still got it. Yeah. Being back in with Rhonda, Rhonda's thrilling. Rhonda to me puts you on a whole other level of like, damn, I'm going to get my butt kicked, but I'm so ready for it. I mean, it's just Rhonda Rousey. I agree. And I'll say like, because after I got you out. Yeah. Which, oh, let's go there. Let's talk. Can I take a sip of champagne Yeah, we know you had fun with that. Okay, I I didn't know if I'd ever get my moment again with this because I never know when I'm going to get the call to come back and it could never be. And it was too perfect, Nikki. It was too perfect, I'm sorry. I know, and I'm happy you got it because, yeah, there was many years of me getting the one up on you and I was happy that there was a moment. And you know what made me really happy? What? Is when I laid on the ground and sold you, give me a massive forearm to my face, which, you know, people thought Brie was going to lightly push me off. I love that my sister got to turn right into Ronda Rousey. I was um, like, mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't turn right into her. Oh, you didn't? She turned me around so fast and started oh. punching me. And I was like, oh, mistake. I I like, need Nikki right now. I was like, that's what happens when you take out Nikki Bella. <laughs> yeah. Got my butt kicked. Girl. And then the best is... She threw me out by my two legs, and I thought I could hold on to the rope. I told you her strength is unreal. My fingers were gripping for life, and I couldn't stay on. That evolution match, I've never felt that kind of strength in a woman before. She is so strong. We've been getting slammed by women for 15 years. Mm -hmm. When I fought Rhonda, I was like, this is a whole other level of strength. It really was. It's like a flawless strength. It's hard to describe, right? I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? She's an Olympian athlete. I mean, yeah. So like, okay, I got my ass kicked by a gold medalist. Like, great. Good. (laughs) Actually, that makes me proud. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have to say, Nicole, it was really fun to be out there with you. Just the whole experience. And one thing I will never forget is not how amazing the crowd was and all the women in it was coming back to my little girl. Whose eyes looking at me, even though the first thing she said to me when I came back, she goes, Mama, you need to say sorry to Dodo. That's right. Birdie's my girl. Okay. So no, you know, good job, mom. But then after she gave me the biggest hug and she goes, you're the greatest superhero ever. Oh my gosh. Literally, you guys, that right there just game over like that made my life and just Birdie the whole time just wanted to be all over me. I can just tell. She was so impressed, so impressed, and thought I was the coolest person. Yeah, I have to say, for me, when Artem sent me photos of him and Mateo dressed up in Fearless Nikki gear, that made it, already there, before we went out, I was like, I'm a champ, I won. Seeing those photos and the videos, and then coming back, and Artem being like, um, Brie, and then the first time he ever used a Bitmoji, is that what it is? Yeah. With a weird face because he was not expecting you to take me out. So he like sent this bit, bitmoji That's like, hilarious. um, breathe. that was <laughs> funny, right? And then just him and Mateo watching that for me was so special because I've never had that before. It made it double special for me having Birdie there. She was so worried about me and wanted to make sure I was okay. And to us, it's like the whole Santa Claus thing, that look on their face that you just can't teach anyone, right? That we talk about. Right. That's the look Birdie gave us when she came into Gorilla and she just was like, what we did was out of this world. It was not what Wonder Woman can do or Superman. It was only what Mama and Dodo can do. And that to me, I was like, oh man, it, it that's meant the world.' So yeah, here, let's end this. Before we bring on our guest, who I can't wait to talk to. I mean, this is just an amazing this episode. This is an amazing day. I mean, it is. And get it another bottle of It just keeps going. It just keeps going. Because yeah. we're about we're to still laugh alive. our ass off right now. Oh. I mean, this woman I just love. Like, literally, she entertained me the whole time at the Real Dirty Dance. Yeah, I, I know. Because you, you never stop talking about it. Brie. I, you know me, I've been a fan of her. Oh, I know. For, I can't tell you how long. You and Dolph Ziggler would watch all her videos. Obsessed with her. I remember obsessed that. Obsessed with her. But before we bring her on, thank you, Nikki, for <laughs> just the rumble and being awesome aunt to Bertie. And you just help out so much when we're on the road. And Bertie just looks at you as another mother. Oh, she and is. I was just going there and kicking ass. It was yeah. really fun. It was so. really fun. Aw, love you, briefly. Love you too. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeak.com. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe, bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Bree, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic, beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear or even elevated furniture and mix-and-match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash trending. That's walmart.com slash trending. Now Trending, your style at Walmart. Plus a free $60 gift. That's T H R I V E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. She is an actress, a comedian, and a former NFL cheerleader. She was on Mad TV during its 13th season, as well as having her own Netflix and Comedy Central specials. And now she's on the cast of The Real Dirty Dancing on Fox. Please welcome our very special guest, Angela Johnson. Hello. Hello hey. Uh, oh. Angela, <laughs> I am so happy to see you. It feels like forever.
1: I know. I'm happy to see you. I remember when we left filming, we were like, oh, my God, we're best friends forever. Like, honestly, <laughs> <know>.
0: my brie <laughs> talked about you constantly I like, did I mean on and on it was really cute well I was telling Nicole it was crazy how we all connected well and I think our experience too we all went up there so vulnerable and didn't know so we all just like held on tight to each other and right. I don't know but I because you know in entertainment you're an actress sometimes you go on sets and there's some people who are the bad apples and you're like oh this is awful no one was everyone was so amazing
1: Nobody. The whole cast was fantastic. Everybody was down to earth. There were no divas. I feel like we all like looked out for each other and it was, it was a really special bond. And you're right. Because we were all kind of out of our comfort zones. We kind of latched on to each other. Like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. Cool. Best friends forever. Yes, (laughs) exactly. I love that. Well,
0: I have to ask Angela because I've talked about on the podcast, my feelings like being at dirty dancing and seeing it all for the first time. But I actually never asked you like how you felt. What did it feel like when you're driving up the mountain, you saw Kellermans for the first time and just we all got thrown into it like right away.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, it was like, "Oh my god, this is where they actually filmed the movie. This is crazy and it feels like magical because you actually are putting things together. You're like, "Oh my god, that her cabin that is where and you're like putting it all together so it feels like super magical but also like at the same time I was like oh my god what did I just get myself into what am I even doing like oh my god so it was like nerves and then just like uh uh oh what what did I do
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh that's how I felt and you know all the so everyone watched last night the first episode so they saw like how we were when we came up but I need To ask the watermelon scene was awkward. It was fun and crazy, (laughs) but was it as awkward for you? TV Gold. Yeah, (laughs) as it was for me? Because I, whoa.
1: (laughs) First of all, when they gave us the watermelons to walk up the stairs, I don't know how I got picked to have the most heavy watermelon of all time. They were like, here, Tyler, with all the muscles, I have a little five pounder. You know, Antonio, I know you're like, play football for years. Here's seven pounds. And then me, they were like, how do you feel about 25 pounds? Are you good with that? So I was already winded by the time I got there. <laughs> but when we walked in, saw them all dancing. My first thought was like, wait, I, what they're doing, I, I got to do that? Oh, okay, sure. Let's see how this goes. It was very intimidating. They were all so good and it really felt like the movie when baby walks in and she's kind of like a deer in headlights. Like, what is this? Like that was kind of my feeling as well. Like, Oh shoot.
0: Me too. And I was really deer in headlights when all of a sudden Twitch was like, all right, now your turn. And I'm thinking, what is he talking about? And when he grabbed, I can remember who went first Onto the dance where I go, oh, no. In my head, I'm like, oh, Brian's going to kill me. Like, I think I, I think I'm getting divorced after this.
1: <laughs>
0: that right there was like a moment for me where I was kind of like, what did I just sign up for?
1: Mm-hmm. I do remember feeling like I just couldn't wait to dance with Corbin. I was like, OK, because, you know, he mixed and matched us with everybody. And I was like, cool, put me up with Corbin because Corbin's clearly phenomenal. I could just be his like arm candy, like throw me with Corbin. Right. And then when they finally Twitch, finally partnered me with Corbin, I was like, okay, now we're talking, let's do this. And they were like, cut the music. And I'm like, no, no, I didn't get my turn. Wait, wait, wait. I I didn't show you what I got yet. Try try it again. I know. I will say
0: Corbin did blow my mind. Every time I watch him, even when he'd walk into a room, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I just ooze his talent and charisma. He has everything. The Johnny scene when I was watching him, I'm like, See, that's the kind of things I need to learn to do. Like, he just knows how to snap into character. And do you feel that being a former NFL cheerleader, so Raiders, Raiderettes, correct? That's the term. Do you feel that, like, gave you, I don't even want to say an advantage, but helped you out, like, in competing in the real dirty dancing?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Even though it was so long ago, I definitely was able to (laughs) tap into my Raiderette vibe. I grew up cheerleading. I did like Pop Warner since I was a little girl, college all-stars, high school, everything. And that is more like competitive, like stunts, tumbling, like more like aggressive, like cheerleading. Mm -hmm. Um, Not not so much like move your body. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I did Raiderettes, that was like completely opposite. It was like sexy, shake your pom-poms. We were still dancing, but it was more like pretty, point your toes and like all that. So I definitely tapped in to some Raiderette vibes. For sure. And I was also thinking about this. My fan base, the ones I've been riding with me for years and years, they know that I was a Raiderette, but they've never seen me be a Raiderette. Like they've seen photos, but nobody's seen a video of me being a Raiderette. So it's like they know it, but they've not seen it. So with this show, I was like, wow, my fan base is going to see a whole different side of me that they're not used to. And like the people who are just being introduced to me, it's like no big thing to them. It's like, oh, okay. Like here's this girl who is a Raiderette and she dances like this. But for my fan base who knows me as like tomboy, you know what I mean? Like I bring that homegirl energy on stage. They're going to see me in this whole different light. So that was kind of like an epiphany that I had. That I was like, oh, this is going to be new for some people.
0: Yeah. Which I think that's so fun. It's kind of fun when you could bring in what you've done in the past into the future, but what fans haven't experienced. Cause I feel like all of us, you know, in our time growing up in entertainment, that we do have that period of time that wasn't captured on social media. Like no right. one did see it. Right. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of how I saw your videos. I guess I was just tuning into Comedy Central. I mean, we loved your stuff. I mean, I was like, yeah, this is my girl. Honestly. Thank you. Just so amazing and I- iconic. And so I'm excited for your fans to see that. I mean, already seen the first episode, you all are so entertaining and have are just unreal. Yeah. And Angela, does it make you nervous what your fans will when they're watching? Cause they're going to see you in a different light, you know, Yeah. does that make you nervous what they'll think?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be mostly support, which it already has been. It's been tons of support, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but of course, there's the few that are not going to approve, that are a little more conservative, or you know, somebody's going to have something to say, you know. Um, so, but I, I feel like it's going to be a lot of support, and um, I'm I'm grateful for that, you know.
0: Yeah, I love that, and. You know, I also want to bring up of what your fans are, you know, something else that they're going to get to see is that your memoir comes out March 15th. So who do I think I am? Stories of a Chola wishes and caviar dreams, by the way, yeah. that title is epic might be Thank the greatest I mean, title I've ever heard. That is, did you come up with that for your book? Yeah, it's so, I mean, of course you did. Yeah. Of course you did. That yeah. is so amazing. When you sat down and wrote your book, like what, made you really proud of yourself? And what are you really excited to share with your fans?
1: So um, I have been writing this document on my computer for like 10 years. If I had a book, what stories would I tell? Like, what would my chapters be? And I would just add things to it over the past 10 years because I'm a storyteller. I tell stories on stage with my standup, but sometimes on stage, you got to cut the fat. You got to get to the punchline. And in these stories, I'm like, there's so many good details that I don't want to cut. I'm going to save this for a book. So I have a lot of stories that I've tried to say on stage a couple of times, but it didn't work. And I was like, you know, I'm going to save this one for a book. I'm going to save this one for a book, like some crazy stuff. Like when I first moved to LA and I found myself at Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch as My like a God. 20 year old penny, like, Oh, all the things like I when I first moved to Hollywood, I was like, I'm going to go try to be an actress. And then I'm at Michael Jackson's house. and I'm like, is this my life? Do, you, <laughs> do I go to Michael Jackson's house now? <laughs> I'm pre-ordering and that. Oh, my gosh. Just from being this little Mexican girl in San Jose who wanted to be an actress, but didn't even know how do you be an actress in San Jose? You don't. You know what I mean? And, um, so the title is who do I think I am? And it's, it's layered. It's who do I think I am? Like self-identity, like I'm Latina, but I don't speak Spanish. I'm Mexican, but I'm American. I'm, um, Christian. I grew up Christian, but then also as an adult, I'm figuring out what I really believe and what I really subscribe to. And it's like, so who do I think I am? But it's also who do I think I am To have the audacity to dream such big dreams, being this little Mexican girl from San Jose who bounced around to a bunch of different high schools, who wanted to be a chola real bad, who just (laughs) wished that she had a boyfriend with tattoos all over his neck and would go cruising in her lowrider. Like I was that girl, the audacity I have to say, I want to be an actress and move to Hollywood, like who do I think I am that people would hire me and I know nothing about how to be an actress. So it's like, who do I think I am? Self-identity and also like, wow, this is my life that I live. Who do I think I am?
0: Yeah. Ash, God, I love that. You mean like full body chills nope. and, full body and chill. it's so like what I love about you and I'm excited about your book is you're just so relatable and it's just in your title. Like you said, like, who do I think I am? But like, then it's such inspiration to it. And I mean, especially for me being a Mexican-American and Latina not knowing Spanish, because sometimes I'll get, hate like, you're not a Latina. You don't know Spanish. I'm like, un poquito Espanol. Maybe that's how far it goes. But yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take away that I am Mexican and proud. So Right. Like when I saw your recent, I think it's your a TikTok about, right, you were doing the song. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so me. And I love it. But I think that's what's been so amazing about you is just... um how relatable you are to so many women and men in America and beyond. Well, Thank and what you.
1: I, yeah, and
0: what I love too, is that sometimes people are afraid to dream big because they think they're just this, you know, small Mexican girl who lives in San Jose who probably will never get out of there. But it is amazing. Like how big you did dream and you were at Michael Jackson's house or wherever right. you were at, but like, right. How just your journey. And I read your book. So it, I love just seeing your journey unfold. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I feel like is going to be so inspiring to readers is that when you do dream big, things happen. Like mm-hmm. you might fail. I, we failed at things. I thought, okay, I'm going to get, but um, I love just reading your book because you, you are authentic, you're open, but you allow people to see the good and the bad and the yeah. mistakes and the stuff you learned. But then you're also like, wow, this girl's accomplished a lot. And it was really beautifully done. It was really beautifully done. You know, if there was one life-changing experience for you, what would that be?
1: Ooh, well, definitely doing the Raiderettes because I was at a place in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I bounced around to a bunch of different high schools because I just didn't like school. So I went my freshman year and then I kind of just dropped out and did like independent studies and things like that. And then I went to this high school, then I went to that high school after I graduated miraculously, I probably should not have graduated, but my teachers liked me because I had good personality. So I'm like, Oh, we'll just pass you. Um, so I ended up going to junior college for a little while. Like, I don't even know how that happened, but so I'm in junior college (laughs) and I'm at this place in my life where I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like I wanted to be an actress, but that's like a fantasy. That's not even like a real dream. So let me just tuck that away in my heart because, It's embarrassing to say it out loud. I might as well say, I want to be a princess. Like that's how far-fetched it feels to say, I want to be an actress. So I was like, let me just tuck that away in my heart. Let me let nobody know. And then I had a friend of mine who had moved to LA and she started, like, she was in a Ross commercial. She was in an in-sync music video. And I was like, Oh my God, like she's famous. (laughs) And I'm like, she's doing the thing that I want to do. That's incredible. And I talked to her one day and she was like, if you ever move to LA, I will help you get started and I'll help show you the ropes. And so I was like, Oh, now this far-fetched fantasy seems like it could be an attainable dream. It seems like it could be something I could actually go for and so right around the same time, I ran into an old friend from when I was in popcorn and cheerleading. And she was like, hey, I'm a Raiderette now. And I was like, no way. And she's like, yeah, you should come try out. And I was like, no way. And I, I decided I was going to do it because I prayed about it. I was like, you know what, God? Okay, I'm going to use the Raiderettes as my sign. And if I make the squad, I'm going to do it for one year. And then I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to try to be an actress. And if I don't make the squad, then I'm going to take that as my sign that the entertainment industry is not for me. And I will just figure out what I'm going to do after that. I'm going to be a dog walker or a massage therapist because I'm good at giving massages. So <laughs> maybe I'll just do that. And so I went to the Raiderette tryouts uh, by myself. 700 girls at this audition.
0: 700. Oh, 700.
1: Yes, honey. And we're at this like hotel, like banquet room convention center place. And I made it to the second round and I was like, Oh, okay. And then we had to learn a dance and it's like all kind of like technical dance moves that I'm not familiar with. Like pirouette spot when you turn. And I'm like, huh? Like, can I just do this? Like real aggressively. That'd be better. And I remember I was, now it's cut down to like maybe 300 girls and I'm in this banquet room and we're all learning the choreography and the choreographer's on stage with like a little Britney Spears microphone and she's mm-hmm. like counting it, five, six, seven, eight, all the things. And I'm like trying my best to do it, right? And I, I don't have the technique down, but I'm faking it till I make it. You know what I mean? Ah. I'm like, well, let me just hair with, let me at least just give some attitude with it. And like, so I'm just selling it. And she comes off stage like weaves her way through the crowd and comes up to me. And she's like, clearly you have no dance training, <laughs> but you have something that cannot be taught. And that was the best backhanded compliment I've ever received in my entire life that it stuck with me all these years. I was 20 years old when she said that to me. And I was like, thank you. Like <laughs> I I get what you're saying. Like, I don't have the training, I don't have the technique, but I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna do me. And I remember when I ended up booking the squad and they called my number. And when they called my number that I made the squad and I was gonna be an Oakland Raiderette, that was not my first thought. Oh my god, I'm gonna be a cheerleader for the Oakland Raiders. My first thought was I'm gonna be an actress. Oh my That's what gosh. this means. And I did it for that one year. We went to the Super Bowl that year. Came home from the Super Bowl, packed up my bags, drove to L.A. And I've been here ever since. It's almost 20 years now. And I started from the ground up as an extra and just worked my way up. And so I would say definitely the Raiderettes was my life changing. What an amazing
0: life changing experience. I mean, it it gave you your path in life and that was fate and destiny. And I love those stories so much where you're like, you know what? if it goes this way, this is the path I'm taking. And this is what is meant to be. And, and this is like, Brie and I talk a lot about manifestation and different things like that. And it is crazy when you ask for a sign, it'll come. And I think what we've always tried to teach people and tell people is that even if it's not the sign where you thought you were going, it's opening up something else for you. So even if that was a no, then there's something else that you're meant to do in life, but you were meant to be an actress. And obviously we've seen you grace so many stages and sets and you, Clearly, the choreographer was right. You have it, like you have what you can't buy or teach. It's what you're born with. And yes. um, well, and just like, you. beautiful. You're a welcome. Dirty dancing. When I saw Angela, and I just, as a person, and then just seeing you on the dance floor and in stuff, I was like, that's my biggest competition. <laughs> <laughs> only- you picked up the Latina. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, not only I go. Are we the Latin like the Latinas right, here? Yeah. I go, but the way she moves her hips, like her personality, everything, I'm like, that's, she's my biggest threat. Yeah. You know, I was just like, shoot. Thanks, for making me feel a little scared. I love it. Well, but you do. You have something that she was 100% right that can't be taught. Can't be taught. Thanks, and so, being in LA for 20 years, I know you found a man and you married yeah. him. So, how'd that go?
1: Girl, oh my God. So, um, I've been married to Manny for almost 11 years. It'll be 11 years this year. And, um, I saw him at my friend's wedding. So I went to this wedding and I saw this guy. He was so hot. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And, but he didn't even look my way. So I was like, oh, that's weird. (laughs) Just all confident. I was just like, huh. He doesn't see it. That's weird. And then, um, I was like waiting for one of my friends to see it and co-sign and be like, oh, let me introduce you. You guys should meet. And none of my friends got on board with that idea either. Nobody introduced me. So I was like, huh, that's weird. So anyways, I leave the wedding. I didn't even meet him. Didn't shake his hand. Nothing. I was just like, oh, well, snooze, you lose. You missed out Uh, like (laughs) a real confident. Just uh, you missed out. I went home and I did what any normal girl would do. And I cyber stalked him on the internet. And I went to my friend's Facebook page, the girl who got married that day, I went to her Facebook page. This is like pre-Instagram and i pre-TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I went to uh, her Facebook page and I looked at her new husband. I clicked on him. And then I went through all of his friends until I found that Afro that I saw at that wedding. And I was like, boom, got you. And then I just did all my research and I was like Googling him. And I found out he was in a band and he was touring and he loved the lore. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) we're on the same page on so many things. And so I did like all my research and then I just let it go. I didn't message him. I didn't do anything. I was just like, oh, well, he missed out. He should have met me. Bye. Next. Mm -hmm. Went on with my life for two years.
0: No way. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: I let it go. girl. I was like, well, darn, he messed out. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be then, the same way. Oh, I'd be oh, the yeah. same. Right. And so I was like, well, whatever went on with my life for two years, made it. I like dated a whole bunch of duds during that time. And um, one dud in particular that I talk about in my book, who is just like super manipulative, super like all the things and just finished with him was like done with him. When my friend who got married that day sent me a text and I hadn't even talked to her in a long time. Cause her text started with, Hey, is this still Angela's phone number? That's how long it had been since I talked to her. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And she was like, um, I want to hook you up with somebody, uh, look him up on Facebook and see if he's your type. And first of all, I was like, who do you want to hook me up with? Like I was mad. Cause I just like finished with this guy over here. Who's dumb. And I was like, I don't want to talk to nobody. Who, who, who you want to hook me up with? Who is it? And then she was like, I don't know if he's your type, but just look him up on Facebook. His name is Manuel Reyes. And as soon as she said his name, all my research came flooding back to me from two years ago. And I was like, oh, it's about time. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even tell her. I didn't say, oh, yeah, I looked him up a long time ago. I was just like, all right, I'll look. I'll see. I don't know, maybe. And then that was it. And then she connected us. And we moved very quickly. We met in person for the first time in August. We were engaged by Christmas Eve. And then we got married in June. So we hadn't oh. even known each other for a year. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. But
0: that's, that's when you know. I, mean, I feel like Artem and I were fast, but get, not that yeah. fast. You guys are fast. We are close. But that's just. Wow. It's when you know, when the yeah, heart knows yeah. it knows and you when can't fight mean, it, people will try and fight it. And you know, it actually feels better when you don't. You just go with it. It's
1: like, it's fun. It is Not fun that like, way. What a good story! And now, eleven
0: years later, you guys are writing strong. At least I could what yeah. I see.
1: It's been amazing. We, you know, he's in music, and the whole reason why when I did the Bonquiqui character and she got a record deal and came out with a whole album and music videos, that was for my husband because he wrote all these songs and pitched it to his record label. They ended up signing the character for a full album. We went on tour. With the character with my husband's band, like it was incredible. So we definitely complement each other well. We're each other's biggest supporters. He's my biggest cheerleader. He like sometimes people would be like, oh, you know, he's like your sidekick or whatever, because I'm I'm the one that's uh more famous or popular or whatever. But I'm like, people don't understand that I can I can stand on this pedestal because he's the one holding it up. Like, he's the one who's like, oh, you should do this. Oh, maybe do that. And he's the one going shopping for me and like putting an outfit together for me. That's why, like, I'm going to send him to y'all's closet to pick me some of your clothes because I can't even, with both yeah, of y'all, first of all. Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> like, not rent the runway. I'm about to rent the, uh, the Bella's closet. Yeah, rent the Bella's, I yeah, yeah, I love
0: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's really cute. Well, and I love, love to seeing you guys getting into TikTok a little bit together. Well, wait, and real like- quick, before you get into that, I think we need a collaboration with Bon Cui Cui and Nikki Fresh. Please, oh, <laughs> I would love that.
1: We need to make <laughs> that happen.
0: Quibby. let's do that. That would be so good. Oh man, that'd be entertaining. That would be really entertaining. But I do, I love your guys' TikToks. It, it makes me laugh because the TikTok game you and your man have is what she wishes. She's been be- begging for Artem for years. He gave me one when I was super pregnant and I'm like, that's it? We did maybe He won't
1: do no TikToks
0: with you. I, I'll ask and he's like, what do you want to do? And like always kind of has that kind of tone to it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not asking to like do like ballroom dance to Beauty and the Beast. Like, let's just right. do something quick. And <laughs> he's just like, he never wants to, but he says it's because he feels like people are gonna have this expectation of him doing dances and he doesn't want to do those kind of dances.
1: Doesn't he see Derek? All over TikTok, just right. pull on Derek out there manhandling TikTok, right? Right. And the making on funny. Artem. I honestly and Artem's so
0: creative, and he'll have these great ideas, and he just won't. It's weird. Well, the minute I bring up social media to Brian, even if I want to take a selfie with him for social media, it's like picking like, your phone. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> why do we have to do it for the world? And I'm like, it, it's a business it's tool. fun, it's, and yeah. it's fun, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm like, (laughs) all the music videos I dreamed of being in, I could actually go pretend and do it on TikTok. Like, I could have my moment.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Be my partner. Anytime. Yeah. It's a cool one of those where I'm like, babe, come with me here and do this with me. And he tries to do the, like, "Ah, I don't want to, whatever. Then both of us, we always will sing the Bruno Mars song. I should have bought you flowers. Should have held your hand. And it's basically like, I should have done all these things. Like, you just wanted to go dancing. You just want to do this. And now look at you over here with this other man. And so we always sing that to each other. He's like, no, that like, will be like, I should have bought you flowers. I'm just going to start doing <laughs> that.
0: That's good. so good. I'm going to just start playing that and just stare him right in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's hear you sing that first verse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to blast Nikki this. and stare at him. Yeah, Nikki Fresh. You are crazy. I- Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Bri and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in in our eyes. Oh, Angela, it's been so fun to have you on. You know, Brie and I always love to end our podcast with affirmation and inspiration. And we just would love for you to share a quote that inspires you or something that you can inspire our listeners to leave with.
1: Yes, with pleasure. It's actually a chapter in my book. Mm -hmm. Who Do I Think I Am? Stories of Chola, Wishes and Caviar Dreams comes out March 15th. Okay. My advice that I always give to anyone is do you and do you well mm. because you are the only you. There is no one like you. There could be people who look like you. Like when I go to an audition and they want Detective Rodriguez for this this role, I'm gonna go in this waiting room. I'll be sitting there with 15 other Latina girls with brown hair and we probably all have a leather jacket on and jeans or a blazer and jeans and boots and we're all gonna go in that room and we're gonna say the same words and they're gonna hear the same thing all day long. And I could sit in that waiting room and be like, you know, what? I'm a diamond dozen. Look at this. Like, what makes me special? I'll tell you what makes you special. Where you're what walk- whether you're walking into an audition or you're walking into a board meeting or you're walking in to like get a loan at the bank, whatever it is. Nobody has your childhood. Nobody has your trauma. Nobody has your relationship with your dad. Nobody has your best friendship. Nobody has that time you fell off a bike when you were seven years old. Nobody has all of the things that make you, you, that make your point of view and your perspective super unique. So when you walk in the room, even if you're saying the same words that 15 other girls are saying, and they're wearing the same thing you're saying, you come in with you behind it and there's only one you. So do you and do you well, show up for yourself to the best of your ability, leave it all on the table. Just do you, don't try to be anybody else because there's only one you and do it well.
0: Damn,
1: mic drop N,
0: mic drop major.
1: That oh is my
0: gosh. so incredible. I'm actually going to take that with me every time. If I am going to get back in that ring, get on that mic, do another podcast, whatever it may be, I'm going to do me and do me well, do me the yeah. best of me. That's
1: that is That's actually going the best, up for yeah, 2022 to I, live by.
0: I've seen. So, everyone, make sure you go get Angela's book. I mean, I think I have a feeling, and I know Bree just finished reading it, but we're going to be inspired beyond and always, of course, have amazing laughs. So, Who Do I Think I Am? Stories of Chola Wishes and Caviar Dreams, which comes out March 15th and she's on a nationwide tour. Who do I think I am? Which I like how that all goes together. Um, Make sure to head to Angela.com for tour dates and tickets. And of course, we got to see our dancing duo over here. Make sure to check Angela and I out every Tuesday this month on Fox 9 p.m. The Real Dirty Dancing. And let's see who becomes baby. Is it going to be Angela? Is it going to be me? Or is it going to be someone else? Who knows? Tune in. I'm rooting for the Latinas. (laughs) Love you guys. Thank you. love Love you too. Thank you. Bye.